0: The time is now. On right Took my heart away from money. I ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. It's something that's in your veins. And I put that on my name. Oh. You are listening to another episode of KeepThechange.co.ints podcast. Earlier in the week, I had a message from somebody who listened to the 30 and 30, a real GC, and they said, I'd love to know what sort of books you've read and things that you've listened to, might be able to help other people. And I thought, good idea, I will sit down and I will go through some of the books that I currently have in my books app on my phone, and some of the books that I've read when uh, going through the last sort of five years. Now, admittedly, I was never a big reader at school, it was, it was forced, I shouldn't say forced, but we had silent reading time SSR I think it was called no SRR that'd probably make more sense wouldn't it silent no that's SRT what am I talking about oh no no it was SSR yeah silent sustained silent reading I think it was don't know if you had that at your school but anyway you basically had to read for 15 minutes and I don't really like reading it wasn't really my thing but I think it was one of those things where I didn't I didn't enjoy reading till I started finding things that I really wanted to read now I find it hard to sit down and read a book Because I can consume audio and learn at a much faster rate than I can read a book. Now I've sat next to somebody reading the same book as me and it takes me so much longer to read through a page than it does for them. And how I have kind of shaped some of the stuff that I now do is that If I'm emailing people I try and keep it like real text light. So if I get a massive email I'm like oh fuck like I struggle with that. I'm just a high level type person. So for me audiobooks are a lot better. I have to sit down and take some notes so I really take them in but uh, I've gotten into the habit of actually consuming and learning as I've grown older. That sounds really bad like I'm really old. Uh, Someone said I'm old on Instagram actually so maybe I am but it's been really helpful to learn, and so many successful people talk about the importance of continuing to learn and continuing to read. Here's a few books that I included in a list within the Keep the Change lessons. If you don't have those, I'm pretty sure you can sign up to them um, on the bottom of the email. I'm pretty sure there's a link of how you can find them. If not, sing out. There's a whole folder I've got of different lessons that you might want to go and read through, investing, saving, um, Templates and different things, but I've also got a list in here of a few books that I think are, are really helpful to read. For, for, so from the top, um, here is the the first one. The, th- the first one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You would have heard me talk about this previously. I'm not going to go into too much detail with them, but this is a this one really opened my eyes and helped me just see things from a different perspective and see that heaps of people struggle with the same types of ways of thinking but teach me the importance of thinking and how if you don't get in control of your thoughts, they'll probably get in control of you and that'll probably end up controlling how your life will turn out. So it's really, really powerful and I reckon this would probably be one of the best books that I've ever uh, ever read, not written, I didn't read it, that's for sure. And I took notes whilst listening to an audio book for this and there's about 30 pages of notes that I took. I reckon it's kind of one of those things you need to go back and listen to every year and I I try and go back and do that as well and, and start to continue to listen to it. Another classic that you'll hear everyone talking about: Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki. I found that Robert, as he's gotten older, has become like more and more kind of cynical and in your face and stuff. And that's kind of you know that's a style. That's all good. I like him. I like learning from him. I consume some of their content, um, not as much as I used to because it's just it's kind of like it's quite uh, what would you say? It's quite negative or just like anti-government and stuff like that, which is all good. But I guess once you've kind of like Made you money and clocked it. It's easy to just sit there and critique other people, but I'm often I'll consume his stuff and I'm like, oh, there's 50 minutes here, but there's two minutes of lessons in there, and I'm like, fuck, that's taken a long time to get through to hear people just, just talk about how upset they are with the government and the current settings and stuff. But what can I actually take from this? And um, but his book, this original book, is like this is where all the lessons are, and now he just kind of like talks about all the things that he thinks. I guess that would be my opinion of it, but. This book is, is probably not popular with um, some people because they'll be like, no, nah, this is full of shit and uh, a house isn't a, or a home isn't a, a liability, it's an asset. And it's really getting you to think about investing and using property to build wealth. So if you are into that stuff, then head down that path and read that book. It'll teach you kind of the things that you probably should have learned in school but didn't and so many people have tried to reinvent the wheel and kind of rewrite his book and do it in their style, but ultimately, I'd say he probably kicks people's ass uh, nine times out of ten. Another one here, the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone, massive, massive, strong personality type person and went on undercover billionaire, big property guy, billions of dollars worth of property, billions of dollars worth of debt. Oh, would it be billions? Probably hundreds of millions of dollars worth of debt, I'd say. Big Instagram following, has crowdsourced money to buy property, all those types of things, and teaches um, people about sales and and all sorts. I've had uh, videos of his up on Instagram before, but he's got a book called The 10X Rule, and it was um, one of those things that really helped me think bigger, and I often sort of try and talk about this now, because I think in New Zealand, it's it's uh, it's not taught and it's not the thing to do, right? We've got to stay humble and stick to our roots and don't get too big for your boots and all these types of things which is really like telling you to, um, to, to stay small and think small. And you know, we, we come from small towns, a lot of us, and in America it's you know, the, the population, 300 and something, 330 million people, I think, in, the, in America. So in New Zealand, you, know, you think, if you came from a town like 5,000 people, geez. So our think is just so much smaller than how they think, but he's trying to teach people to think bigger again. So it's really good to kind of wake up your shitty, small New Zealand mindset that's been bashed into you, your whole upbringing, and you're thinking, oh, that's yeah, that's a good way to do because you don't want to be too arrogant and too cocky and big for your boots and all this shit. And then you realise, like, fuck, why am I being so selfish thinking so small? And this 10x rule sort of explains how to think about some of that stuff, and it's a pretty easy read or listen. Australian book, The Barefoot Investor, Huge, huge profile over there in Australia. A very popular book. A lot of Kiwis have uh, are rocking this one as well. I listened to it. I'd probably outgrow in some of these lessons by the time I got there, so uh, they didn't necessarily didn't didn't speak to me too much. But I could see for someone really just getting into the beginning journey of their finances, I could see how this would be really helpful for them. Quite a lot of Australian stuff in there that's not applicable to New Zealand, but that's all good. Take the principles and don't get you know too caught up in the nitty-gritty of the Australian stuff because things are different here, but um, take the principles and see how it could apply to stuff in New Zealand. But I think why this is really popular is it gives people a percentage of what they should be doing with their money and putting into what account. And from what I understand, well, what I've learned about financial literacy and even just with business clients and finances in general, people love to be told exactly what to do. And if you can do that, people love it. One of my first bosses said to me, Luke get off the fence, clients don't want you to sit on the fence, an accountant and a lawyer, their favourite two words are, it depends, it depends, it depends, and it's so fucking lame because a client is sitting there being like, well, I want to know the answer, I want to know exactly what I should do, but often, as probably like your career, it does depend, but if you give people options they don't like it, but I think this is why this book's so popular is that Scott Pape, I think his name is, he's put his balls on the line. He's like, here's the exact percentages of what you need to do and how long you need to do it for and what you need to call your accounts and turn that into a gamified effectively and people love it. So if you're starting with basics around finances, rip into that. In terms of basics around investing and how money works and property and stuff, rich dad, poor dad. So if you're starting from the absolute scratch, I'd reckon barefoot first and then into something like rich dad, poor dad once you kind of um, are searching for a bit more from there 10x is for those people that want to think bigger and think and grow rich that's a uh, fundamental listening to help you understand how you should be thinking and how to clean up some of the things that you've been taught around thinking and how dangerous negative thinking and bad thinking can be and how you'll pass that on through generations and you have no idea and it'll take someone to break the cycle and go fuck you know, I need to do this a little bit differently so check that one out it is, uh, it's an absolute beauty. Now, the other one I've got written down here is Unshakable by Tony Robbins. Now, this is him interviewing people with a lot of money from all over the world and summarizing those lessons. And that's how I really like to learn, is to learn from successful people. So Tony's basically gone and done that for people, that's so Unshakable by Tony Robbins, and... It's really good if you're starting to get into investing, or you're thinking about your retirement in the future and how you're going to plan for that, and you know Kiwi Saver and stuff. Obviously, it's Americanized, much like the Barefoot Investor. That's directed towards Australians. Unshakable is directed towards Americans as such. But um, so a lot of the tax stuff doesn't really apply to you in New Zealand. But it's still again got awesome principles that you will want to um, take and then apply back to New Zealand. So do that one. Honestly, I reckon that is, is is really good listening, especially if you're getting into your investing and in shares and stuff like that. It will help you think differently about investing and kind of learn to delay gratification and think longer term and all those things that we know we should be doing, but we find it so hard to do. Next one here, The Richest Man in Babylon, George Samuel Clayson, I think it is, 1926 book. Again, it's amazing that so many of these books are from so long ago, you know, nearly a 100 years old. I think Thinking and Grow Rich is over 100 years old and they're still around. So imagine that, like imagine writing a book and knowing that in fucking 10 decades people are still reading it saying on a podcast, this is one of the best books I've ever read. Now, that's some real legacy shit. So you know, obviously these books are good if they're still being talked about in this day and age. This is kind of common sense financial advice type stuff as well and done through ancient teachings. A lot of the older books seem to tell our. talk, teach through storytelling or tell you things through parables and stuff which is kind of maybe you know it's just how it was done back in those days but um, doesn't seem to be as common these days but if you dig out some really old books you'll see that there's sort of ancient teachings and different stories told from um, people's dreams and stuff that they turn into then how you can apply that to your life and it's you're like what the fuck is going on in this book but um, yeah that's they seem to still be really popular so they speak to people I think because of the storytelling. Element. So maybe The Richest Man in Babylon is a goodie for you to check, maybe in conjunction with the old Barefoot Investor, for instance. Another one, uh, The Millionaire Next Door, Thomas J. Stanley and William, William D. Danko. Uh, what have I written here? The Surprising Secrets of America's Wealthy, another book that a lot of people recommend and essential reading for their financial education. Uh, I've only read the summary of this book via YouTube and written summaries, so start there and add it to your reading list. Sometimes what I'll do with books is I'll go and get their, like I'll, I'll Google the best summary of XYZ book. And you might find a YouTube video of someone reviewing that book for half an hour. And it's interesting to see what lessons they take from those as well. So what have you got there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven books. Seven books that you might want to get through. Three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. And those are, I think, like essential learning. If you can learn those, they're gonna give you a real, good, solid understanding of finances. Because I think like, there's a lot of people that want to learn about financial literacy, right? And then once you've got those base layers, most people then go down a path. So you might then start going, you love your property investing. So then you go and just devour property investment type content and books. But if you're right into the stock market, why would you go and read all that shit when you could be focusing on the stock market and how that works and how it could be corrupt and how um, all of these things work in America versus New Zealand and blah, blah, blah. You're going to be going down a different path you might be like, look, I just want to fucking, I don't want to learn anymore about this shit and I just want to make sure I'm going to be sweet for retirement and I'm going to watch sport for the rest of my life. Well then, you're not going to read any of that stuff. You're going to go and read content around how you can administer your finances for an hour a year and know that you're going to be sweet when you get to retirement. And that's basically what Unshakable does uh, through that book. Disclaimer as well, of course, we're going through one of the most interesting and unique times of financial and economic history as well. So, you've got to continue your learning because times change. But look, some of these books go back to 1900, 1926, et cetera. So they've sort of stood the test of time, I think, is the saying. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich, some absolute crackers there. Now, here's some books that I um, I have included and I think are really good reading but aren't necessarily just related to money. Now, two of these are the five second rule. I found this to be one of the best books I've ever read and it's by Mel Robbins. And it's basically in summary how to make decisions in under five seconds before your brain kicks in, your emotions and you fuck the whole thing up. And Jade, who works at Next Advisory the other day in a team meeting was like, yes, sometimes I'm surprised at how quickly you make decisions. And I've had to learn that and I've taught myself that and I know that I will get some wrong and I think uh, we were working with a strength coach at the time that basically said, you know, Luke will be like, um, ready, fire, aim, and that's literally what I do, I'm like, you know, if I was going to pull the trigger, I just look, see a target, just bang and have a crack and I'll probably miss, if I go um, clay target shooting for instance, horrendous at it, I'm just like fucking popping off, I've got obviously, uh, well, part of that is obviously because I'm missing a bit of vision in my eye, but then my business partner, for instance, he will be, uh, he will um, ready, aim, 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 fire, and he'll crack the target, and he'll hit like a sniper. I'm like, fuck, stop wasting time, man, just pull the trigger and like just shoot again if you don't hit it the first time. So you kind of need to understand what your style is, but this book, The 5 Second Rule by Mel Robbins, really helps you understand how to make decisions, how to make them quickly, how you will uh, basically delay your success by thinking you're a good decision maker but actually just getting caught up in your emotions and, and wasting heaps of time and things like that. So I found that really, really helpful. And Mel's audiobook's outstanding because she narrates it and she's, um, you know, like got a one of those people who you, it's really easy to listen to, I guess, is the words I'm looking for there. Now, another book that I really rate is called Psycho-Cybernetics and... This book, I'm fairly sure, is by Maxwell uh, Maltz, psycho I just want to see if I can find, I'm just going to Google here, what, um, what year this came out. I'm fairly sure it is yeah, really, really old, but uh, it's from Maxwell Maltz. Check this one out, oh, I can't figure it out, oh, it's the first publication in 1960, Maltz's landmark bestseller has inspired and enhanced the lives of more than 30 million readers. In this updated edition with a new introduction and editorial commentary, blah, 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 the original text has been annotated and amplified. Yeah, okay, so before the mind can work efficiently, we must develop our perception of the outcomes we expect to reach. Maxwell Maltz calls this psycho-cybernetics. When the mind has a defined target, it can focus and direct and refocus and redirect until it reaches its intended goal. That's what Tony, Tony Robbins has actually said about the book. Moltz was the first researcher and author to explain how the self-image, the term he popularized, shit, that's a word, popularized, has complete compo- control over an individual's ability to achieve or fail to achieve any goal. So it's there's a lot in there about self-image. Because did you learn about your self-image at school? Didn't think so. But do we all have a self-image? Yes. So this actually helps you understand that. And there are a heap of lessons in here. Around, excuse me, people who are going for plastic surgery for instance and how some people it completely changes their life and for other people they come back going like fuck nothing's happened but really things have physically changed but they feel no different they don't see themselves any different and they're just like what has gone on here so it's a it's a absolute cracker and it will help you understand self-image and thinking again much like thinking grow rich and the importance of that So I'd suggest check that out. Another one I've got written down here is ask. I think it's called the the bridge between your reality and your dreams. It just shows you the importance of asking and how to do that and getting comfortable with that and basically trying to like strip the emotion out of asking and how it's so important. Another one, I will teach you to be rich. Now, I'm just going to pull this up because I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote this one. But it's a, a pretty good book. I I kind of got bored reading this one, that's why I didn't include it instead sort of my overall uh, reading. in those first few, uh, remit Set sit higher. I think the new finance guru from Fortune quoted him as saying that. No guilt, no excuses, no bullshit. Just a six-week program that helps you to figure out how to be rich. New York Times bestseller. You might want to check that one out. He's got a lot of popular YouTube videos as well. Again, uh, what would I compare that one to? Maybe sort of like it's the the barefoot investor. sort of like an American version. This dude swears and stuff too, which is quite enjoyable. He's quite funny. So that was a, a good one. So look that one up. I'll teach you to be rich. Now, another one I've got here. This is only, how long does this one go for? I need to find it. It's called The Psychology of Success. And it's actually, might be a couple of hours to listen to. It's a Brian Tracy, The Universal Principles for Personal Empowerment. That's, I found that to be an absolute cracker of a book. It just teaches you about the things that people who are successful have and what they do. And you can stop guessing. You're like, oh, okay, well, I don't do any of those things, or I probably need to build that into my routine. And it's as simple as that. So I took some notes, listened to that on a beach, uh, on my phone. So I go back and read those notes every now as well, every now again. And I've got another one here, Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graziosi or something, G-R-A-Z-I-O-S-I, fuck, I hope the people that wrote these books never listen to this eh, because they'll be like, mate, thanks for shouting out my book, but you've got no idea how to pronounce my name, not very good at that stuff, keep uh, keep me to the numbers rather than pronunciation, but Millionaire Success Habits, The Gateway to Wealth and Prosperity, check that one out, you enjoy that. Again, we're just trying to learn from people that have been there and done it, and that have been successful, and these people have gone and interviewed them and figured out from them, so why would we not check those out? Uh, some of you might be right into your sport. There's a real grunty book called Relentless by Tim S. Grover. If you've watched that Michael Jordan documentary, I'm pretty sure he's on there. It's from good to great to unstoppable. It teaches you, he, he's trained people like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant and stuff, and just teaches you how to like really sharpen up your mind and just be relentless in pursuing your dreams and things like that. And, like, I read this and was like, fuck, this is intense. Like, this is, I don't think many keywords would like this book. Um, if, if you if you tried to make every Kiwi read this, like, I reckon there'd be an outcry of, like, how this is disgusting and stuff like that. So it's probably that, like, real 5 to 10 type percentage mentality of people who would enjoy it. So if you're not wired that way, you might start reading that and be like, this is just gross um, and not be your thing. But if you are one of those persons that's, like, super hungry, and never fall, and always chasing some form of success, then have a crack at that. Similar book like that, back to Grant Cardone, Be Obsessed or Be Average, that's a goodie. Very easy to be average in this day and age, and actually do quite well being average, but um, he's just basically explaining what's the, what's the point of that, why not just be obsessed, so that's something that he kind of tries to teach his uh, staff as well, and people that are in his circle, This is an old classic as well. Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I've listened to this one. You've probably heard people talk about this before. It just goes through the steps of actually how to get people to trust you, to like you, to buy from you, to be friends with you. And um, interestingly with this, I had never read it, but my business partner read it and he said, mate, like I read this and I see your personality type in it. I see you doing these things. And I don't even really realise, but it's probably just the way I've been nurtured and my upbringings allowed me to kind of do some of these things that have been successful for other people. So there's some good answers in there, how to win friends and influence people, especially if you want to term yourself, oh, I'm an introvert, you know, because you've given yourself that tag or someone is and you've just held on to that and you know, you've know, you got fucking no idea if that's true or not, but you've just decided like, oh, well, I did an online test and it said I was an introvert. So that gives me an all all excuses not to have any friends or not to be able to influence people because if you're going to lead, uh, then you all are a leader because you've got kids and things like that in your life, people in your family you need to be able to encourage. So... You know, this is still essential learning, whether you give yourself, give whatever term you give yourself, whether it's introvert, extrovert, etc. Now, James Clear, Atomic Habits. This is a cracker of a book as well and basically just teaches you about building habits, how to embed them, how to make sure they stick, how to get rid of bad ones, how to bring in new ones. What else have I got in here? Um, some dumb ones for business that you guys won't like, so I won't give you those ones. And what else? Absolute Unbreakable Laws of Money. This is like a 35, 40-minute podcast-type book from Brian Tracy, much like the um, Psychology of Success and just going through some laws of money and things to think about. I had that on the Instagram story the other day. That's quite a good one, so you might want to check that out. Now, what, one of the things that I do is I, if someone suggests a real good book to me, I write it down, or often I'll go and search for it in my books app, on my phone and I'll just buy it then and there because I kind of think if I'm not buying a book a month well what am I doing because I'll tell you what the book that I brought yesterday was cheaper than the subway that I purchased for lunch today which one do you think is going to have more long-lasting value in my life correct the book so if we're not buying and spending money on books and learning well we're basically holding ourselves back and why have we not been encouraged to do that you know, and maybe it's just a library membership or YouTube videos and you go and watch and learn there, but how are you educating yourself and who's telling you what to listen to and, uh, and, and how are you actually scheduling some time to do those things as well, so so often someone suggests like this book's like changed my life, I'm like fuck great, I want to know about that some life-changing shit, so I'll write that down or I'll go and like buy it then and there. Often it can be easy to start a book and I think there's some data around people that start books versus people who don't finish them. I think it's like 10% of books get finished or maybe even lower. So don't you know buy and take on too many. You know, maybe study one thing at a time and try and actually like really get through it and make some notes and make sure you learn it. And And often go back and look at different things as well and see what maybe you missed because you weren't ready for the teaching at that time. I heard this really interesting thing once about how you know, you don't want to go back and review what you highlighted in a book. You want to go back and see what you didn't highlight. And I'm like, fuck, what? Like at school, in uni, for seven years, I was highlighting things that I thought were important to remember. And now someone's just blowing my mind and been like, why do you want to go back and learn the things that you highlighted? Because you probably highlighted them because they made sense at the time. And that's what I used to do. It makes sense. I highlight them like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, love that, eh? That's real good because I get it. And this person's like, don't do that because you already get it. Go back and read the things you didn't highlight. Those are the things you didn't get. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's 90% of the book. Damn it. So, you know, often there's little gems like that that we come across and they just completely change the way we look at things. And I think that's the good thing about learning and reading and and why we need to go back and review some of these books as well because they might have had lessons in them that we haven't been able to see at the time. It's never been easier to be able to access different books and different reading and things like that. So you really don't have an excuse. If you aren't doing it, you've got to ask yourself how you can schedule in some time to do that and then actually systematically sit down and find some time to do it. Otherwise, just like you, I'm sure that life will get too busy and you won't be able to do it. There you go. That has been a good probably 12, 13 books there that have really helped me. There's more, but I don't want to keep going and going and going, but I feel like I've pulled out the ones for me that have had the most impact on my life, and I hope you can learn from those books as well. Maybe you've got a book that you'd like to suggest that I should have a listen to. I wouldn't mind hearing it, so KeepTheChange.co.nz or drop me a line on Instagram. Go well, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, you Took my heart away from money. Ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never changed. Ambition is priceless Something that's in your veins And I put that on my name Uh